Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was partially made possible by the Alumni Association of the University of Windsor, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric, and I will be your Master of Ceremonies for tonight's episode of Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Our Freaky Friday-inspired body swap fiasco is in full swing. The AV Club has now identified that it is, in fact, an out-of-control pixie wreaking havoc across the Oakhurst campus. Though our team must work together to get Zack and Dr. Egan back into their respective bodies, turmoil threatens to hurt the group from within. Evelyn is still torn on how to treat Kane, knowing that he has used dark magic to create a tether which will link his soul to the mortal plane no matter what. And he's given it to Iris, unbeknownst to her, of course, in the form of a beautiful ruby red promise ring. Well, we can't wait around here all day. We got a pixie to catch. <laughs> Let's get back to Oakhurst College. Welcome back, everyone, to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts Tale. Chapter 21, Swapping Saturday. Our camera cuts back to that point of view shot, uh, whereas last episode it opened up with the point of view exiting some sort of hatch into the real world. This shot is a point of view of a creature hovering off the ground of this beautiful landscape. You have these multicolored flowers, colors that we as humans have never seen before. And, and we, we see this creature flying and it flies over a little lake. Although this time its skin has the hue of the green and other color plantage around it. And it, it flies by as the sun is high in the air in the Fey Realm. And it's flying away and it thinks to itself, Oh, so what? They think that my tricks were too mean. Well, jokes on them. My tricks are hilarious. <laughs> and it flies through thinking it's very proud of itself, but it clearly is leaving. It's been um, ostracized from its, its clan for a little while, almost in some sort of Fey timeout. As it flies through this Fey forest, something catches its ear. And it stops, and it can hear the sound of screams. Oh. And it sounds like there are thousands of screams, and it's the sound of pain and torment and, and misery. And this is such a foreign concept to this creature that it can't help but begin to follow. And as it begins to follow, it, the screaming gets louder and louder and louder until it hovers over this rock jutting out of the ground. And what it's looking at is a tear in reality, this Ooh. scar in the middle of the forest and looking through the scar, this creature, what we now know as a pixie, is just, it just hears the screams of thousands of these miserable souls trapped. And it flies over and it, it gets the courage to look through the tear, terrified at what it's about to see. And instead of seeing this hellscape of fear and screaming, what it sees is 
a sprawling campus <laughs> with lovely gothic buildings with green metal roofs, <laughs> fluffy white ground with all these new types of trees and flowers, a glistening frozen lake capping the area all centered around an elegant bell tower as it begins to chime. And the, the, the bell vibrations are almost punching through the tear and it drawing this creature in. And with a big smile, even though it can still hear the screams now faintly, the bell chimes seem to be drowning them out, and it can now hear the sounds of, of people, and it sees that the campus is filled with so many potential people to play with. And as this big smile comes over, it's bark-like skin. It steps through and is instantly hit with cold as it finds itself in a new home. Hmm. The screaming stops, but the beauty of the campus does not. Welcome back, everyone, to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, <laughs> brought to you by Tall Tale Theater Collective. We are back with another episode of Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale. How is everyone doing tonight? Excellent. Ready. Ready to catch a pixie. Yes. Hell yeah, we're going pixie hunting. Now, um, just something that I do want to reiterate from last episode, there are some interesting decisions that must be made, because if you'll notice, uh, hunting down the pixie and doing both of uh, Egan and Zach's criteria at midnight might not be possible. <laughs> for you to all do them together uh so you'll have to make some decisions as to who goes to where and these will have consequences so let's see what happens this is gonna be so our camera opens now with all of the group back in the society (laughs) and you're all sitting back around the table and lucky goes fucking pixies and throws his glass into the fire i hate pixies Hey, they're a good band, man. (laughs) I was hoping someone was going to say it. (laughs) He's like, please, I'll just keep saying Pixies until somebody says it. Okay, so we think that the Pixie might be making its nest in the boiler room of the psych building. That Mm -hmm. makes sense. That seems to fit in with what I read in the book. Okay, so most importantly, how do we get it to switch us back? Do we have to rip its heart out, kill it? And then bathe in its blood. We're not killing anything, okay? No. Kane's no, no, no. eyes just widen, <laughs> being like, what? <laughs> okay, we are not doing that. I, I agree with Iris. We're not killing anything. Yeah, that's that's inhumane. <laughs> Evelyn, I'm going to say that you took the book with you. Okay. If you want. Yeah, perfect. So you still have it, yeah. Okay, pull out the book. You see, look, we're not killing anything. Um, but I think I know how we can make it visible so maybe we could trap it and get it to switch you guys back i mean Mm. can we try just being its friend first before we trap it that's so mean it's not going to be a harmful trap iris it's just going to be a a temporary trap until egan and zach can switch back and then uh we can let the pixie go back to its home what if we prank the little motherfucker well that's just what the book says where it does love mischief and um, I was reading that if we get it to laugh a lot and like really hard, it could break the spell of invisibility that it has on itself and we'll be able to see it. Hey. So we need to think of something that's like really hilarious that would get it to laugh a lot. Lucky, what were you going to say? I think that you have a good point here. It seems, Iris, that you have a good idea where this pixie is nesting. Mm-hmm. Perhaps 
And he points to the book and he says, and it does say that pixies prefer daylight. So we do, we can assume that when it's nighttime, especially into winter, the pixie is going to go into its warm lair. If we can get it to laugh, just like Evelyn suggested, I might be able to have a brief window of opportunity where you and me, Iris, can trap it in the same sort of binds that it bound me in. It's, it's a creature of the Fae. Plants of the Fae should be able to hold it. Oh, okay. Yeah, excellent idea. And that way we don't hurt it. But, Iris, we won't have a very big window. It'll have to be me and you, because even if he goes in invisible, there's a chance that only we might be able to see it just because it is a fey creature. But I, I don't know, but but you can fly, so that will be important. Um, she looks to the people who don't know she can fly. She goes, oh, yeah. Oh. Um, well. <laughs> yeah, Lucky is not discreet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Evelyn's just looking at like, why is he talking about you flying and mentioning the fey a lot around you? My aunt is going to kill me. Stands up and just brings out her wings. <laughs> How cool is that, guys? Iris stands up and begin, like, these translucent, beautiful wings extend from her back and you begin to, like, hover off the ground. Surprise! So cool. <laughs> nice. Okay. You know what? I feel like this is a good time where I feel like if anybody has any secret powers or anything that we haven't shared yet, I mean, like, I was pretty open about the fact that I have a demon in my head. Um, Iris is a fairy now. Is there anything else we should know about anybody? You know, and their powers. Kind That's of side a good eyes, point, Kane. Yeah, it's not really good to keep secrets from anybody in the group, is it? <laughs> no, definitely not, which is why I think if we have anything up our sleeves, we should probably bring it forward in a way that uh, is safe for everybody. Thanks for finding the information, by the way, Evelyn. That's that's so nice of you. And he's trying to flash you like his best smile. <laughs> she just kind of like rolls her eyes a little bit and just says, thank you, Kane. Um, yeah, I think it's a good idea that we think about that secret thing you mentioned. Kane, that reminds me. And she like, Iris like floats down hearing the stuff about secrets. She goes, um, I need to talk to you later. Just remember that, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, who else has secrets that they're keeping? Well, uh, I mean, I, I think everybody knows that uh, I, I mean, that him, uh, a vampire. I think we, most of you figured that what? out by now, right? You're a oh. vampire? Kane had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Kane had no idea. Yeah. She's <laughs> not a zombie at all. It's crazy. Can you believe it? He thought I was a zombie. <laughs> no, I, I thought so too, actually, because Zach mentioned the whole eating somebody thing to me. The eating somebody thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, we. I thought so too. Kane gets it, yeah. Oh, wow. A vampire. I thought it was obvious. I'm not eating people. <laughs> what about you, Zach? Or Egan, or whatever I would call you. Okay, listen. I've only had my powers for like a little while, but I'm pretty sure I can spy on anyone that I've ever slept with. <gasps> yeah. Really? Just wow. try it right now. Okay. Just. Just try Alexis. You know her. Oh, Alexis. All right. Um, and so, uh, which one should I use? The yeah. mark for the hunt, or yeah, it's just okay. uh, roll plus dark, and it's plus yeah, three. plus three. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, that's like a fifteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just kind of get sent to Alexis, and you just see like a brief shot of her still doing that that drumming loop that you left her on. <laughs> She's starting to get like really sweaty. <laughs> She's gonna. Like, <laughs> she yeah. had muscles in her arms. <laughs> Oh, dude. Right? That's awesome. Totally. I can see, like, the little beads of sweat on her. Oh, man. At that moment, the door to the society flies open. 
and you hear a footsteps and a cane hit the ground as around the corner comes the chairman and he looks really tired he looks very his skin is very see-through like he looks very pasty and he looks at you really fatigued and goes ah you've all made the use of the society headquarters that's good i'm glad are, are you okay mr chairman oh i'm i'm fine i'm fine evelyn thank you what are you all doing here are you sure you don't need some healing <laughs> no uh, thank you sweet iris but i will oh trust me you really want her to heal you it's uh, quite you may lose a piece of your clothing but i promise i'll heal you <laughs> no, I, I, I feel I feel okay. Serby, where are you? Come to daddy. And Serby runs up and, and he starts like petting each head in turn. And he walks up to the book that you have open, Evelyn, and goes, a pixie? Yeah, th- we think there's one on campus. It um switched Egan's and Zach's bodies. So hey. right now, Zach is in Sup, Dr. Dude? Egan's body. Dr. Yeah. Egan is in Zach's body. Yes, I can sense it. I know that very interesting and when I walked in I felt something weird that explains it have you seen this part and he like flips through the book a bit earlier and he goes to just like the fey chapter in general and, and he points to this this part that's kind of stained on the bottom Evelyn or written in small letters but you see and he says it out loud and he says if a fey creature that isn't sufficiently powerful enough crosses over they run the risk of deteriorating falling apart from not being in the Fey long enough, and I bet you this pixie is using bad luck to sustain itself here. It can transfer that into energy somehow, but most Fey creatures, unless they have a very important, powerful bump, will begin to disintegrate if they're here too long. All the accidents. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's so sad. Must be fighting for its very life just to not disintegrate, and he flips back over and says, well, do you have any leads? Do you know what to do? What's your plan? Uh, Iris stands up and goes, I don't know if, I don't know if we should, if it wants to stay here and it likes it here, maybe we should find a way to let it stay and, and fix its problem. I don't want to force it to go back. I'm thinking the complete opposite. I mean, we want to save its life. We should send it back as soon as possible. But what if it doesn't want to go back? I think I have to agree with Kane here. Yes! Kane's like, that's a win for him. <laughs> <laughs> Chairman, um, what happens if... He does disintegrate. Does do we stay in these bodies, or does it does the magic disappear? That I cannot tell you, but I feel like you don't want to find out. And if, if it can live off bad luck, it it probably can sustain itself near indefinitely. Not all fake creatures can live off this kind of energy, but the pixie is one of them. Hmm. So that Shit. seems to be your your luck so far for both of you. But listen, if if you know where this thing is nesting, Iris thinks that it's in a boiler room. Well, that makes sense. It does like warmth. If you think you know where it's nesting, I suggest that you go ahead and, and you do it. The sooner the sooner you get this thing out, the better. It's not of this world. And he looks at Iris and he says, it didn't get permission. It's all about balance, Iris. You understand. Yeah, I guess. But why is it here? And and he sits down and you can tell he's very agitated. He's tired and he's agitated. It, it, something this weak. It, yes, I get it. It's technically powerful, but it's not nearly powerful enough to cross planes like this. Something got it here, and it doesn't make sense. I would have felt something. I would have felt something new being introduced. That requires a, a vast amount of energy. The veil should be hidden. It's it's hard to get through the veil. Damn hard. Yes, Iris, It's that's true. Listen, I need to ponder on this. And he stands up and he says, I need to... I, I will meditate on this. 
Um, I trust all of you to figure this out. I need to... I, I need to go for a moment. And he just walks away. Alright, take care, dude. Try to get some rest. Yeah. He just walks in silence out. Oh, he doesn't look good. Yeah, oh, what a joy I'm kill. I'm worried about him. Kane! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bad choice of words. What time um, is it now? The clock reads 9 p.m. This is the Friday, so you do have the whole day. Right, Friday, okay. <laughs> I, I think we need to spend the night planning. We need to get blueprints. We need to get. We need to figure this out because we only have a few shots at this. We need to, to take this time to figure it out, and I think we should go at it tomorrow night. And if this thing gets away, we don't know where it's going to go. If, if it leaves the campus, we could give up our one shot. And, and, and he looks at Iris and he says, and this thing will die, Iris. If, if, if it's cut off from being able to cause mischief to sentient beings, which it might get scared enough and go away, what if it gets lost in, in the woods and, and dies? Oh. Yeah, I mean... I, I, I think we, have, we can't give up our one shot. That's a good point. I got something going tomorrow night, and I, I mean, obviously this is, this is like really important, but, um, you know, can we plan to do this maybe before 11 tomorrow? Well, what does it say in the book? Is uh, is eleven or ten o'clock even late enough, uh, Evelyn? Or do we need it to be later? Does it say anything specific in the book? The book reads twilight, so you have to assume at least sometime in the late evening. What do we need? We need blueprints. Where, where do we get blueprints? Wait, wouldn't a janitor know where we could find some blueprints? Yes, right. Dusty. We just like. Uh blow his brains and fucking make him do what we say, right? Wait, what? No, not like kill him. D uh, blow his mind. The thing that you, I can do. The, the hypnosis. The, that, yeah, that's, that's my power and he's, he's really screwing it up. Okay. Well, <laughs> someone has to figure out how to get it to laugh. We're gonna have to come up with something that will truly make it so funny. We need somebody to be guinea pigs for us to make the ultimate prank against ourselves. You yeah. said you said it enjoys pain and, and suffering and misery, right? Oh, I have an idea, Evelyn. Why don't we go to this thing's lair and then you can just start hitting me as many times as you want. And then oh maybe that will make it laugh and maybe even make you feel a little better. Hey, I'd be up for that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. Why? Why is there so much violence? Because that's who we are. We're the Acts of Violence Club. No, we're not. We're the Acts of Virgin Club. How many times do I have to say this? <laughs> I thought we were the Aqua Vitae group. <laughs> hey, Peters. Okay. Um... Uh, I mean, maybe we'll just keep that on the back burner. That's our backup idea if we don't come up with anything funnier for me to suffer. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. I'll be ready to hit you. Okay. <sighs> I think I have an idea. Um, okay, so we need to get the blueprints. He points at uh, Zegan? Yeah, he points at Zegan. <laughs> we need to get the blueprints. You think you know someone? That's good. Uh, he, he looks at everyone else. He says, okay, who wants to come into the boiler room with me? Because clearly, he looks at uh, you, Egan, and Zach's body. Some of you have something else to do, and if you don't want to come with us, that's fine. We, we probably don't need everyone, but who would like to come and help us draw out the Fae, uh, this pixie? Uh, yeah, I, I'll come. If I can use any of my magic to help, I will. I think it would be very helpful. Ken, I think you'll come with us. And he looks at you, Egan, and Zach's body and goes, what will you do? Uh, we know I, I, I can help out at the beginning. Um, but, you know, as of 11 o'clock... I would choose one or the other. You never know how these things go. If you make other plans, 
telling you that Pixie will know, and it will make sure you don't do that. It works <laughs> off bad luck. I got no choice. Uh, I'm doing my thing. Very well. I'm doing my own. Hey, Lucky, um, do you have any, uh, you know, you got, you got some stuff there. Uh, do you have any, like, uh, I don't know, laughing powder or some sort of magical thing that would make people laugh? I think I have an idea. And he pulls out a bag, and he goes to Iris, Kane, and Evelyn, and he asks, reach in. Uh, I want you each to roll a d6. Okay. I got a two. Okay. Six. I got a four. A four. Okay. So you pull out things from the bag, okay? This tiny little bag. Iris, you reach your hand in, and you reach it, and you f feel something, like, latexy, and you pull it out, oh. and you have a really big whoopee cushion. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I don't know what this is. Give a sit on it, Iris. A sit? <laughs> sit on it. Is it like a pillow? Kind of. She sits. <gasps> it goes. <laughs> Funny. Oh. That's not fair. She has no idea what that thing is, along with many things in the human world. <laughs> well, now I know, I guess. that's It's a funny sounding cushion thing. <laughs> um, Evelyn, you reach your hand and you pull it out and you have yourself a, uh, a hand buzzer. I hold it out to Kane and say, want to try it out? <sighs> sure. He, he reaches his, out his hand apprehensively. Can you touch it? And it's so strong that it stands all your hair up and knocks you into the wall. It does one oh, arm to you. Oh my gosh! gosh. As this, uh, this electric bolt goes right through you. Like he goes, oh, that may have been a bit strong. Oh my God, <laughs> holy shit, Kane. I'm sorry. I did not know it was going to be that strong. That's okay. It was really funny. Kane's <laughs> <laughs> hair is completely standing up oh right now. Oh my gosh, Kane. <laughs> Can I use sexual healing to heal him? Sure. <laughs> she goes, oh my gosh, Kane grabs his like white t-shirt underneath his leather jacket and just rips it like in half. And then Damn it, it's my only t-shirt. <laughs> and then puts her hands on his chest and heals him. Are you, are you feeling better? Much better, thank you. Hmm. Although that was my only t-shirt, so we need to stop at a t-shirt store as well at some point. Oh, I think you look fine just the way you are. She like looks at his abs. Can we please go now and try to figure this out. And last but not least, Kane, it's your turn. And Kane, you pull out a pogo stick. How the hell did that fit? <laughs> he keeps pulling it out. Yeah, yeah, it just, it just keeps coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You pull out a pogo stick. Okay, so what I think we should do is I pogo stick on the whoopee cushion to get the rhythmic farting sound. And then once the pixie is about to laugh his ass off, I shake Evelyn's hand and get sent into the ceiling. Oh. Yeah. That works like that's a plan. <laughs> I mean, I don't love it, but I guess if it's the only option, but maybe there'll be some other kind of pain that happens that that just happens and it makes it laugh. Yeah, yeah, Iris, why don't we hope for that to happen? And if it doesn't, we've got this plan. Iris is going to narrow her eyes at Evelyn and go, Evelyn, may I talk to you outside for just one second while people do something else? Uh, really, oh, right no. now? Yep. Please. Um, okay. She grabs her hand and brings her outside the society and like closes the door. Okay. Oh god, no. <laughs> Just before we do that scene, Zegan, did you want to go to find old Dusty right now? Yeah, I'll uh, go find old Dusty. Okay, so as, as I'll say the three of you leave at the same time. Uh, yeah. So Zegan, you you kind of like walk with them, and as like Iris pull, pulls Evelyn around the corner, you're just kind of like, well, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna head back to the biology building then. Yep. Okay. Cool. Awesome. All right, Iris, it's all you. She brings her outside, closes the door, and goes, 
okay, I don't like these bad vibes that are happening between you and Kane, and I know you guys had an argument over the ring that you helped him make to make me happy or something that went wrong, but it's all good now, and the mistake that you made with the Hex is not a big deal. Can't you guys be friends again? Iris, um, Kane's, yeah, we did have a disagreement, and just know that I, I guess we're, we're trying to work through it. Okay, I mean, it was just a little thing that happened with the ring. I mean, oh my God. and I really like it, so thank you. Yeah, if that's what he told you, sure. What? It was a small disagreement, and I gave him advice. He decided not to go with it. I got a little bit offended. Okay, but I mean, no harm, right? We're all good. Okay, just please try to be friends again. I hate that you guys aren't friends right now, and I don't like that you're just being happy when it gets hurt. Okay. I mean, he's such a kind person, and you're a kind person, and we just, we just want everyone to be happy. Thank you. Thank you, Iris. That's nice of you to say. And you know what? I guess now knowing that you're a fairy really brings a lot of things into perspective. Um, yeah, I guess you really don't have much experience with, I guess, the human world. Um, look, just know that people fight occasionally. And sometimes they can overcome their arguments and it gets better. Other times it doesn't. And that's just what happens. But, oh, look, we're trying, we'll try to work work it out, okay? So okay. just know that we'll try to do that. Well, I guess that's as good as it can get. And she gives her a big hug and she says, thank you so much for your help with the ring, by the way. I love it. You can see it just shining red. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you do. Only Evelyn, because you know what you're looking at. It's almost like in the darkness of the alcove, the ring is just a little bit too shiny for it to be so dark. Mm. Yeah, Evelyn's just going to stare at it for a second and then she's it's just going to... It's pretty, gonna... huh? Yeah, yeah, it is. And she's just going to turn around and walk back in. So as you walk in back to rejoin the group, Egan's body, Zach's brain. You find your way to the biology building and you go downstairs looking for old Dusty and you see him listening to what looks like a really old cassette player kind of dancing to himself. Every step you take, I'll be watching you. Egan's just going to walk up and uh, kind of dance along with him, <laughs> waiting for him to notice. Every step you, Every step you take. Oh my God, Doctor. What's up? Oh, Doctor, you, you gave old Dusty a heart attack. Oh boy, oh boy. Oh, let me just just give me a sec to breathe. He pulls out his inhaler. Oh. All right, we're good. How's it? Uh, how, uh, how, how how can old Dusty help you there, Doctor Egan? So you came back a third time. Wow, part of the midnight oil. Actually, I'm I'm looking for some uh, something. Uh, I'm actually looking for a place that's uh, rather. Um, a different temperature for the purposes of my my studies. Do you happen to have a blueprint, perhaps, that I could borrow just to to see where that could potentially be? Oh well, uh, hmm. I have uh, some blueprints of the uh, the building. Why don't Why don't you go into your office and I'll, I'll I'll bring what I have in there to you, and you can sort through it all. Oh, thank you, Dusty. You are a lifesaver. Just give me two minutes, and he throws back on his his thing. The song's almost done. I'll be watching. watching. You. He only says it twenty more times, so you just gotta give me a second. Watching. I'll be watching. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who know that song, you'll love that joke. Um, <laughs> 
so we're gonna fast forward like five minutes and uh dusty ends up uh he, he's gonna meet you in your office Zegan. so he walks in and you see he's got a huge stack of blueprints and he throws them on your desk and he goes uh well this is uh this is everything so what are you uh what are you looking for dr regan how can i help you i'm looking for uh zegan doesn't know how the hypnotism works so uh she's gonna try it not knowing that it's impossible because of the strings mm-hmm. okay um, okay nice. yeah okay yep uh dusty i i need you to forget that i uh have these do you understand and he makes eye contact with you and he like gives you that like wink he's like right i have to forget i saw it <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> okay okay i got you i've totally forgotten he winks again good uh, egan winks back you are so very helpful thank you so much no problem no problem okay so now that i've forgotten how can i help <laughs> well that's about it if if you could j- just listen. Do you want money? I can give you money. No, no, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to help. But no, if you don't want old Dusty's help, that's cool. Just, uh, can you, uh, hmm, here? And he throws you his, his set of keys, and he goes, "Could you open up that room and put him back for me?" Oh, sure. Oh, you are the nicest person. What makes you so nice, old Dusty? Well, you're always so nice to me. You're the only one that says hello to me in this building. Oh, that kind of breaks Zach's heart a little bit. Yeah. Uh, everyone else just kind of walks by me, and I'm pretty sure some of the other teachers pee on the floor on purpose. Well, fuck <laughs> those assholes. Yeah, Dusty. I know. You're a respectable man. You deserve more. Thanks, Doc. All right, just remember to return those keys, okay? And he walks back out to begin uh, mopping again. So you have the room to yourself and all the blueprints. Dusty. Yeah. He pokes his head out. Which teachers... Miss Malaprop, she's awful. Oh, fuck Miss Malaprop. Okay, thank you. That would be all. I assume, because you know what boiler room are you, like, are you specifically looking for the psych room boiler room? Yeah. Uh, I guess, um, are there any other, I guess there's a boiler room for each building? Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, what's the closest building to the one that, uh, that we were swapped in. Uh, well, the psych building. Oh, convenient. Okay, yeah. so uh, she's yeah. going to uh, skin a couple of the uh, the documents and uh, specifically the uh, the eight by eleven of the boilers uh, locations um, and any adjacent sort of rooms. Uh, then she's going to try and take a um, like a transparent chart and uh, uh, sort of go over that. Based on what you found, and, and you know, I'm not gonna make you roll for this because you're literally looking at it all right now. Um, yeah, you you have enough to piece together that if you wanted to get into the psych uh, building without using the front door, you have everything that you need to get from the outside to the boiler room. Oh, perfect. So on the scan document, she's uh, going to take a couple interest points and and things like that and just clock them. Ooh, that's great. Okay, yeah. So basically what I'll say for that, uh, how that's going to translate is for the other group, when you're breaking into the psych uh, building, anything you do is going to get plus one advantage. Okay. Nice. Nice. You're welcome, guys. you have all of the blueprints. Thank you, Zegan. Yeah, thanks, Zegan. Hey, and then uh, she'll spend a couple minutes uh, trying to sift through her research notes 
and just kind of look for a couple key buzzwords. Uh, I want you to roll, uh, let's do it Showtime. Let's do an It's Showtime roll okay. and roll plus cold for me. Uh, seven total. You keep seeing things that are coming up that's saying like the cure or the elixir or the like uh, the, that kind of key keeps coming up is, is they're clearly looking to synthesize something that's going to heal them of something. And you notice that you've been gone for about an hour now at this point. Synthesize. It is a word she uses. <laughs> um, right. Um, Zach Zegan will head back to the meeting place. Sure. Very important question. Do you return the keys or not? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Zach feels bad for Dusty. So you bring back all of the blueprints. All of that is set back. And Dusty goes, all right, Doc, see you later. Thank you. And our camera uh, cuts back to the headquarters as um, you're each kind of still thinking about ways to like use the three things to make him laugh. It's been about an hour more since then. So, you know, just based on time, I feel like you're at that time where everyone's so tired that it takes, you know, so long to come up with a single idea. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, it's, it's, it's nearing midnight. And um, Zach in Egan's body uh, comes in with a stack full of blueprints. Oh, finally, we can switch our train of thought. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Um, so, his, uh, here's a place to enter the building. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's near... Uh, oh, oh, forget the, the guy's name, but that's, that's near his office. Hey, um, do you happen to know where the uh, Miss Malaprop lives? Miss Malaprop? Uh, works? Or at least where her desk might be. And, and uh, Eric, is Malaprop in biology? Yeah, or... sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, um, Malaprop, uh, she's like uh, right above me and, and one office over. So she's on the first floor? Perfect. Why? What, what do you need to know? Oh, I just wanted to deliver a package to her. All right. She's kind of a bitch. I bet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you did a fantastic job, Egan. I mean, Zach. I mean, Zach, which, you're, Zach, yeah, okay, okay, Zach, yeah. Ah, well, this is very good. Well, I think that we should call it a night. We've worked very hard and we, everyone needs okay. to get their sleep because tomorrow we need to be, you, you need to prepare to be up until at least, well, all night. We're going to probably be up all night. So yeah, get as much yeah. sleep as you can and come prepared. When should, let's meet back here at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. That way we can we'll wait till the the sun goes down and we'll start our expedition right away. Hmm. Sounds good. Man, what? is this what it feels to be tired? Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's true. You I feel like you haven't actually slept even <laughs> in like 900 years. So right. This, yeah, this, no, this, I usually yeah. you know, if I sleep it's like a couple hours and it's not really good sleep. So this is like, oh man. Question, so are you two going back to your actual rooms or the bodies are in's rooms? Oh, oh shit. yeah, that's true. It That's would be point. very suspicious if you went to my house and I went to your house. So I think I'll spend the night here. Uh, you guys could do a sleepover together. That's not a bad idea either. Wait, what? No. Yeah. You could both go to Egan's house and sleep over there. No, no, no. Nobody's doing a sleepover at my house. Well, all, all, all I'm saying, though, is that they might have a point, Egan, with saying that we should probably limit your contact with as many people as we can, unless you want mm. to do that. But I have a feeling that that's going to create more issues. But... You could sleep in separate bedrooms if you don't want to sleep together. 
All right. Um. Okay. Oh, man. Do you have enough bedrooms? Yeah. Well, you know, like some people can sleep on the couch or something. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm fine with the couch. I mean, it's definitely okay. better than my room back at the roots. <laughs> Shit! Band practice. Oh. Oh. Oh God. Uh. You know. Um. Here. Here's you... the key to my house. Um. <gasps> I gotta go do something. Uh, nice. I'll meet you at the house, okay? You know where it is? Okay. So where where was band practice anyway? I didn't ask that. Is that at the trunk? I'll say it was, no, it was, I'll say it was in the music building. Music building, okay. I'll be back. So, Dr. Egan, in Zach's body, you have something else to do. So as you slip the group out and uh, go your separate ways, uh, everyone else can go with Zach in Egan's body, of course. Zach, you have your van. Still, that can hold pretty much everyone. So uh, I believe it's going to be Zach in Egan's body, Evelyn and Kane and Iris are all going to head to Dr. Egan's house while Dr. Egan takes care of some business. Real Egan in Zach's body. Yes. You get back to the music school as the group is still playing the same loop, and you see they are covered in sweat. <laughs> yes. So um, she goes and she picks up the uh, the guitar that she's playing and kind of resumes the same position. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, and then like hits the the loop button, pedal, whatever it's called, and uh, it stops. And he's like, "Yes." Oh man, did you feel that? <laughs> all their arms just collapse and they all fall down. Oh, that was man, killer. I have never been that rocked by roll before. Right? Oh, oh shit. man, do you feel it? Just oh. Alexis is like, I can't feel my arms. Oh, I, I can't. Oh. And she like goes to move her fingers. She's like, I can't. Even. <laughs> I, I can't. And and uh, and Yak goes over to <laughs> to Yak. where she is and and uh, takes the um, the uh, the drumsticks out of her hand and and kind of puts her hands over Alexis's and said you're awesome yeah the excellent job um can I talk to you outside uh yeah I'm really tired I'm gonna go to bed let's go Brian hey Um, wait 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 wait. guys um stay here for a moment I I got a really awesome opportunity for us and I want to talk to Alexis before I talk to you guys okay uh, yeah, okay, Brian, let's smoke this joint! Yeah, um, alright, dude. Okay. Okay, um, Alexis. Yeah? I, uh, I need your help. See, I just, I got this opportunity, opportunity of a lifetime for the Hive. There's this venue in Oak Haven, and they're looking for, like, a house band. If we get this gig, it could mean thousands for us. So tomorrow night at midnight, I got to have a meeting with the guy. So what I, but you know, I already promised uh, Travis that I'd go with him to this, this greenhouse thing and get this plan. Yeah, they told me all about it. Yeah, it sounds, yeah, yeah. It sounds wicked awesome. I don't trust them and I certainly don't trust Brian, right? Well, yeah, fuck Brian. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I was wondering, could you do this for me? Can you, uh, you know, take take charge and uh and and travis knows what to do you, you just need to kind of like keep him on task make sure he doesn't like you know smoke too much before he goes he goes to do it can you do this for me yeah yeah you guys want the uh you you want the what what they say was a yeah, flower from it, some euphoria plant? it's like this really pretty flower and it gets you high and and, and everything like that yeah 
Yeah, no, Zach. I mean, you know I do anything for you. She kind of gives you like a bro, like pump on the arm. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> and then he realizes he kind or she kind of feels a little bit of a, a tingle in the nether regions, and <laughs> and and, and <laughs> pants are kind of feeling a little tight. Uh, hold on. And and <laughs> she turns around, and then she realizes what's going on, and she's like, oh man. And then she kind of cringes, and she's. She's kind of having to reach down into the pants, and then she kind of quickly adjusts, and then thinks unsexy thoughts, thinks unsexy thoughts. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, Zach, do you want to, you know, come back to my room tonight, or? You know, um, actually, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I'm working on some, uh, like, paperwork stuff for this deal, so, you know, hey, can I take a rain check? And he kind of does, like, finger guns at her. <laughs> um, yeah. Listen, I, this is weird. I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, um, but yeah, don't don't worry. Well, the three of us will get your flower tomorrow. It's cool, man. It's, it's what friends are for, right? Yeah. And he kind of reaches out his fist for a little fist bump. She doesn't return it, and she kind of just, like, smiles at you and, like, walks away. Mm. She, she, she goes back into the room, presumably, to tell Travis and, and Brian what's up. But she she shuts the door before you can follow her in. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so um so Yak goes in and uh, <laughs> tells the group about this opportunity and uh, says, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go work on some paperwork right now and uh, you know uh, you guys do your thing tomorrow and uh, I'll let you know if we get this gig. Sounds good, bud. Hope we get it. Yeah. All right. Hey. She gets her keys and drives her car home. So, Dr. Egan, when you drive home, you see that Zach's van is already uh, in your driveway, of course, when you arrive at Oak Haven. <laughs> and when you get out and get in your house, you see that the whole group is sitting around your couch, eating popcorn and watching your collection of Murder, She Wrote DVDs. <laughs> Murder, She Wrote, dude! That is like my favorite show right now. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, hey, yeah, save some room for me. Here. And though you all find yourself in a pixie-filled stress situation, there's nothing quite like a slumber party at a friend's house watching Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> and on that, our camera is going to fade away. Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale, will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. Hi everyone, this is your MC Eric. I just wanted to check in before we continue with our Monster Hearts episode. And thank you so much for all the support that you've given Fantasy Fantasia so far. Please, if you love the show, feel free to share it with your family, your friends, your fellow RPG companions. A little bit really goes a long way for us. 
Also, just a reminder that our secret episode collaboration with Skipping Stones Theater, which has 11 players and will take place at the Learn to Be a Leader Day Camp, where our AV Club is throwing in to leadership roles with the students of Lovecraft High, so you don't want to miss that. The whole thing costs only $3 to listen. All right, everybody, let's get back to the episode. Thank you so much for supporting the Fantasy Fantasia podcast. And now, back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Egan. Should I say Egan in Zack's body? I assume that you still slept in your bed. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's no yeah. way letting that punk ass sleep in your bed, right? No. no not gonna <laughs> so you <laughs> So you you wake up, Egan, in a human body, feeling like actually Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's very different than what you're than what you're used to. Um something that you do notice though, as soon as you kind of stretch and look through, you notice that the curtains, the light coming through is very intense. And your alarm clock next to you is blinking as if it's, you know, had some sort of, it's either been turned off or there's been a power outage or, or something like that. It's clearly not working. So I get out of bed and um, I go into the bathroom, which is across the hallway, and uh, I have a small um, clock, like a, a non-digital uh, alarm clock. Wonderful. It says that it's uh, 3.30 p.m. Oh. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh. 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 This was your first real sleep in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow. And and okay, so I kind of look at the mirror and I'm going, "Oh, oh man." And cuz cuz it's, it's, it's still a shock that I'm I look like Zack. Right? Yeah. So I kind of yeah. like <laughs> get get my uh, my hands wet and kind of run it through <laughs> my hair a bit and uh kind of, you know, try to look and try to make myself look look as good as I can. And then I um, I kind of run downstairs to see, like, is there anybody else uh, downstairs in the living room from the sleepover? So just with how late everyone was up and the blinds being closed and the alarm clocks not working, you know, you were up working so late on everything like that. Yeah, everyone's fast asleep. Yeah. Egan. So what you see is Zach in your body kind of sprawled out on the couch like a starfish. You see Kane and Iris are cuddling on a love seat in the corner. And you see that Evelyn, you know, Evelyn, this is a pretty good digs for you. So I feel like you've almost made up a little bed in the corner with folded blankets and a pillow yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, from your perspective, Dr. Egan, everyone is sound asleep. I Yeah, yeah, I would have taken some cushions that I found and tried to make a nice little comfy space because it's definitely going to be much better than her bed at the roots. <laughs> this is like sleeping at the fucking Four Seasons for oh, you. Yeah, no, this is the best sleep she's had in a while. Seriously, no, no rats nibbled on your toes that night, so it was really a win for that. And nestled in the very large love seat with the um, sliding ottoman for your feet to rest on are Iris and Kane. I Iris is naked, though. She always sleeps naked. So, so there's like a blanket over them, but you can definitely tell Iris is naked. Kane <laughs> too. Fuck it. <laughs> They're both butt naked. Iris's overalls are like off on like on top of a lampshade, <laughs> like just thrown. <laughs> so, um, uh, what, what, what's my knee? Uh, Yak um, sees uh, Yak. sees sees the overalls on the lampshade and goes over and grabs them, and uh, and goes over and said, Kane, Iris, Kane, shh, shh. 
sleep I've had in a really long time. Oh, yeah, here, here. Yak, can, can you get we? my aviators? They're on the lampshade. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I throw the uh, overalls um, near Iris and says, hey, put, put those on. And I go over to the, the lampshade Ooh. and grab the aviators and hand them to, to Kane. Uh, thank you. Iris fully stands up and just no. lets the blanket drop like no shame and she's and then she just slowly starts putting them on on that evelyn uh and zach in egan's body you hear kind of like a thud as the blanket hits the ground and clanging as iris is throwing on these overalls and you both wake up oh, oh my god iris really <laughs> good morning and i cover up eat my my own eyes <laughs> yeah, yes. evelyn kind of yeah she like hides her face like in her pillow or something until she feels like Iris is dressed. Did you sleep well? Oh, me. I don't think I slept at all, but <laughs> here we are. I had a fantastic sleep. These cushions are so comfortable. Zach and Egan's body, you are hungry. And <laughs> yeah. you do remember that you have a few of those Kool-Aid Jammer blood packs that you grabbed, I believe. Oh. And well, Yes, if you, you'll excuse me, I'm just a little... <laughs> Peckish, yes. Refrigerator. Bottom, bottom shelf. That's the best stuff. She is already there. <laughs> There's a beautiful AB negative down there. Yeah. If I may go so far as to say, if you look in the freezer, you even find one that's almost like, like a slushy pack. You know? So you can like bust it up and like drink it like a slushy. Oh, suck it down like a Kool-Aid jammer. Oh my god. <laughs> Kane, Kane calls out from the living room saying, while you're up, can you get my pants from out of the fridge? What? Oh yeah, that was my fault. Sorry. How did you get your pants in the fridge? Oh, oh god, I don't even know. I was hungry, and so I went over, but I forgot I had Kane's pants in my hands. So then I went to the fridge, but then I saw there wasn't really food in it. But I must have dropped. I missed a better explanation back. than I was thinking. Okay, all right. It, it actually works out because she's like a radiator when she sleeps, so it'll be a nice cool on my legs. Yeah. Oh, okay, look, it, it is now 3:30 p.m. Not a.m. P.m. At this point, it's closer to four. <gasps> closer yeah. to four. It's yeah. almost four p.m. It's almost four p.m. We slept the whole day, the whole freaking day. <laughs> We're supposed to meet at there at six, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Meet for what? Really, Iris? Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to get out, and we need to get going, and we need to to get over to society at six. Fuck. Zach in Egan's body, when you are in the kitchen, um, Egan, I'm going to assume that you have a radio in the kitchen. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The sure the radio is is you know like I find a lot of people that I you know knew who are slightly older and Egan is well way older than slightly <laughs> older. Really old. Um, yeah. They love to have that radio out of the kitchen on low like 24 seven, and I feel like <laughs> it's 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 on that. really low. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and it's 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 on the back. And uh, Zegan, you you can hear. And breaking news: It appears that these. On and off power outages have been seemingly caused for no random reason. Here is an interview with the local power authority. I don't know, it just seems like we got a case of bad luck or something. And uh. back to you, Tom. <laughs> you know, I don't mean to be superstitious, but anytime someone mentions bad luck, I just get these heebie-jeebies. Yeah, what the fuck? They're doing power outages to these fucking assholes? Well, we switch bodies? That's fucking bullshit. Uh. 
Maybe they thought you were just both so beautiful and wanted to give the other person a chance to be in the other person's beautiful body. No. There's other ways of accomplishing that, Iris. <laughs> I, I feel like there was a real moment of like everyone turning to look at Iris at yeah. that moment. <laughs> we all kind of slowly looked. We're like, yeah. No. She still hasn't put her clothes on yet. <laughs> Iris, could you please get dressed? Oh, sorry. Sometimes I forget. And she puts okay. it on. Okay, so we got to meet at six o'clock at the society, right? That's where we're meeting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do we have a checklist? Where's our whoopee cushion and shit? Iris was given the whoopee cushion. Iris, do you have it? Oh wait, hold on, hold on. She, she runs to the fridge and opens the freezer and goes, "Got it." <laughs> yeah, when, when because it's it's frozen, so you squeeze it, and instead of like, it's like. <laughs> oh god, I really hope that thing thaws out before six o'clock. <laughs> So here's here here's what I'll give you all as as a group, okay? Because you you all slept in, you don't have a whole lot of time. It's gonna be about a twenty. I think we said what even it's like fifteen twenty minutes to Oakhurst mm-hmm, in yeah. in like decent traffic, right? So you probably only have at maximum ninety minutes left in Oakhaven. I mm-hmm. will let all of you as a group go to one location. If you would like to go to one location to acquire anything, you may do so. And that will be the, what is this 90 minute chunk of time? If not, we can go right to campus. It's up to you. Uh, Okay, so is there anything else we need? Are there any other funny things we could think of to make it laugh? Is there anything we know that it likes that maybe we can use to convince it? Would I know anything from the book I read about things that pixies would like? Like a bribe? No, you you just know that they find humor at the expense of others. It's very funny. Um, I think that Coffee Josh mentioned he was going to have a comedy open mic night. Um. That'd be perfect, because it loves to watch people suffer. <laughs> you want to, wait, we want to, you want to bring it to Coffee no. Josh's cake? No, well, no, no, I was just... And you do have that gift card. He just kind of uh, elbows Kane and the, the shoulder. Uh, yes, uh? the most graciously given of gifts, so thoughtful. We gotta, we gotta do it in the boiler room. That's where it's gonna be. That's where we gotta trap it. Mm-hmm. That's its nest. Is there, um, is there a joke shop in in Oakhaven? Um, I'm gonna say no, cause that would just be too easy. If I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, there was a place. That hey, I, I had to ask. <laughs> no, 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 totally, totally. But I'll say, like, out of the places that you know, like, pretty regularly. So, like, you know, Coffee Josh's, we know we've established, uh, we've established that there is a place called Kinks and Links where they mm-hmm. sell, mm-hmm. um both sex toys and fencing and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes uh, the two merge yeah <laughs> what if we buy it a pony because it likes horses that's not a bad idea oh yeah that actually makes kind of sense that hits a chord egan you because you know this town uh-huh. It reminds you of a mannequin at Kinks and Links. <laughs> that was, oh shall God. we say, rather rather equestrian. A little pony play? Yeah, a little bit of a pony play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, th- I know where you can find some uh, some horse um, accoutrement. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah, and it's best not to ask questions about why, but uh, um, hey, uh, you know that store, uh, Kinks and Links? Right. Yes. Yeah, down the alley, the dark alley. Yeah. I bought my Christmas presents there. <laughs> you gotta knock on the door three times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Say yeah. the secret password. Yeah. Um. If you go in there, uh, go 
towards the back to the right and down the down the uh, the, the 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 aisle and uh, there's like this um, mannequin that's got a you know kind of a horse thing on kind of a mane can i nominate kane to wear it what i mean yeah you can nominate me to wear it but that's only one vote of the group so i mean sorry <laughs> i mean i figure season. it might be the most embarrassing thing and would get a lot of hilarity from the pixie all right. Well, you know what? We don't have much time. Let's let's. Uh, Kane, you're the horse. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Iris is kind of confused as to what to think of that. If it's like a good thing or a bad thing. You both hop in your respective cars, so you're you'll you'll both have your cars back at the campus, basically. You both drive over to Kinks and Links with everyone in the car, and you empty on out and have a little <laughs> group hangout in Kinks and Links. <laughs> you go down the dark alley, as Egan said. You knock on the door three times. Um, it it kind of like slides open. You see like eyeballs like looking at you. They shift over everyone. They close it. You hear five different locks open, and the door cracks open. And on the other side, you see um, someone who like looks remarkably plain. <laughs> he is like a, 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 a medium height, bald man who looks to be like in his 50s. He looks utterly forgettable. What's his name? Um, <laughs> he goes, hello, welcome to Kinks and Links. I am the proprietor of Kinks and Links. So he's known as the proprietor. <laughs> the proprietor. Hi, it's Iris. Remember me? I was here before. Yes, we gave you our Christmas deal, our ho, ho, ho Christmas deal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, hey, how's it going? <laughs> He looks at you and he goes like, I, I do not know you, sir. Uh, and he gets really close to you, Egan and Zach's body. He goes, I'm the proprietor of Kings and Links. Hello. Uh, oh, hey, apparently hey. I come here rather often then. Oh, Dr. Egan. Hello. Are you looking for, yeah. for some more chicken wire? Yes, I'll just take my uh, usual order then. Wonderful. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you a bundle. Come on in, everyone. It's cold outside. Come on in. And you're welcomed into Kings and Links, which divided right down the middle is a sex shop on one side. And on the other side is um, every kind of fencing you can think of. And it smells both like latex and metal. <laughs> oh, no. Evelyn's following the group, but trying to stick closer to the fencing side. And I'm like, God, I didn't look too much at the other side. Iris breaks off and starts shopping. Um, Iris, what are you, what what do you buy? I'll just say that you, you can, as the scene is happening, you find three things. So what three things are you looking for? Uh, a feather boa, a riding crop, and a, um, I think another corset, like a, a, she wants, like another corset that's like, if there's like one that's like rainbow pattern. Yeah, you find all three of those things. Um, the rest of you head over to the mannequin section. It's hard to miss. Like, they are elegant. Yeah. They are Dionysiad godlike standing at the back of the store. And you see one that is one to rule them all. And it has... It's, it's when Egan said that she saw a horse. Yeah, that's what it looks like. You see, it's this like beautiful leather outfit that has this horse's mane that comes right from the top of the head and runs all the way down to like the tailbone oh um, of this like beautiful mane. And like the leather is, is ingrained so that like the feet and the hands both have um, hooves. <laughs> what did I tell you? And the arms in the front even have, like, an extension, so one could walk on all fours very easily. Oh, my goodness. Oh we my simply God. must tell Patsy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, are you looking at our equestionauts or our, our equestrian special... Words are never my thing. This is the sexy horse outfit. Well, there's no equestrian about it. 
Oh, that's good. And he starts like writing it down. Equestrian about it. That's that's great. Okay. We'll, we'll take one of those. And, okay. uh, and... Uh, that will be $300, please. Yeah. Um, I'm wearing it. I'm not paying for it. Uh, Egan, come here. Just tell him to put it on my tab. Oh, I've got a tab here. Yes. She has a house account. Well, 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 not a tab, but we do have your card on file here. How about I also, I'll throw in your chain link fence if you want some. Sure. Sure. Um, can I get one of those cock rings? Sure, yeah, that's great. Oh, and actually, with one of those, it's a buy one, get one fence cap for free. So I'll throw one in there, too. Sure. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, how much are one of those sword thingies? Then <laughs> Egan and Zach's body just kind of gives him this glare, like, stop bringing up my credit. Oh, never mind, never mind. I guess the bank account's a little thin these days. Oh, that's no problem, Dr. Egan. You you know what? I'm just going to ring you up here because you're a loyal customer. I'm gonna. That's going to be $312.47, please. Okay. Charge it, good sir. Absolutely. And he, he does like that classic, like old credit of the credit card. There we go. It's all good. Give him and, the punch uh, card. What? The punch card. I'm close to 10. <laughs> Close to the 10th purchase. Come on, just give me the punch card. Can, can I see your card, please? I know you have it. You love your card. Oh, um, <laughs> sure. It's uh, right in my purse. Right, second, second pocket. Second pocket. Yes. The, the Kinks and Links business card is a, it's a fence, but it's in like a very erotic shape. <laughs> Phallic fence. Yeah, and, and he grabs it and he clicks, and you're at nine now. That's good. Nice. <laughs> Someone's busy, and that someone is me. <laughs> <laughs> I have some stuff, too. And Iris, like, runs up, and as she's running, she, like, whips Kane on the ass with a riding crop and then throws everything on the counter. That is wonderful. That will be, and he rings you up, and he goes, $36.48, please. I will wear the horse costume so long as I get to keep it afterward. As I look at the riding crop and I look at Iris. <laughs> oh my God. Iris smiles. Oh, you know what? I'll throw one of these in for free. And he reaches behind his desk and he pulls out like reins. Oh God. <laughs> with, with a mouth gag. A lot like what Patsy had earlier. Let's do it. Sure, add it in. Yeah. Why not? This place is so fun. Thank you so much, everyone. I hope that you enjoy your kinks and links experience, and I hope that you come here for all your gardening, fencing, and sexual needs. <laughs> all right, goodbye. And as you leave and, and you get in the car, you now have all of those things. So just make sure that you're kind of keeping track of what you got here for this uh, prank day. And by the time you all head over to the campus, it is around six o'clock, and you all head into the society headquarters. And oh. Lucky O'Wobbles and the chairman are waiting for you. Before um, we go in, can I take Zach aside? Or Yeah, so everyone is in, and you two are kind of the last ones to go in. And I, I grab uh, grab him and I pull him back. And I'm like, hey, um, look, I really need you. I need your body. Oh, well, I've been waiting for you to say that for how long have I been at this school? <laughs> I need to get back into my office, my lab, and I also need to go to the hazardous materials lab because I need, need some supplies. And, you know, if I go in there looking like this, they're going to think I'm breaking in. So I need you to come with me. I have one question. What is it? At this hazardous materials supply place, 
Yeah. Are there any drugs? <laughs> no. No, no, no drugs. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Then why would we even go there? <laughs> <sighs> look, look, I, 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 have, I don't have time to, to, to rehash all this stuff about how important this is to me. This is my, my research, like my whole time that I've been here and, and, and even more. I need you to do this for me. And you know what? Hey, hey, I, I, you know, I talked to, I talked to Lexus and by the way, I'm sorry, you girl, did what? I, you, no, no, I mean, I, I, I just, I went back, you know, I had to go to band practice, remember? Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. And I, I did a killer, killer solo. Yeah, you did, really. You, you rocked it. <laughs> I, I totally rocked it. Fuck yeah. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, so, like, I asked Alexis if she would do this thing tonight, and she was totally down for it. She said, yeah, sure. Hey, Zach, I'll totally, totally uh, uh, go to the greenhouse for you. So she is all good. And and I didn't touch her. I, I promise I, I was good. I You know, you, you told me not to mess with her, and I, I didn't. I may have told a little white lie, but... You know, it, it's all good. It's all okay, good. Okay, first of all, transparency is very nice. But what was that little white lie? Well, um, you know, I had to have a reason for not being there, so I told her that um, I was going to go uh, uh, an interview at, at the, the Serpent Room in Oakhaven, and uh, you, you were gonna, I was going to have a, a meeting with the, the owner and uh, to see if we can uh, be their house band, but, um, you know, I, I just... You just have to go back and, and let her know that it didn't work out. But, um, you know, just have, just have a cover story. Okay, you know? first of all, if I got a meeting with the Serpent Room, there is no way that I wouldn't walk out with a deal. <laughs> <laughs> of course, so of course. So how am I supposed but, to lie about that? Uh, well, you know, I just say that, that, that it accidentally got booked by another band. Right? You can figure out something. I mean, go, I'm sure you lie to her all the time. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't lie to Alexis. You don't lie to your fucking bro. You just gotta come back with me. You don't have to do anything. I just, I just need you to get inside the door, and then, then I can take care of all the gathering materials, and and then uh, you, can, you know, you can come back here and and uh, and and do what you need to do. But uh, I really need you. So just with this prep time that this is going to take, because uh, Dr. Regan, I assume that you want to run him through what's... Yes. Yeah, you want to run through what's going on. So to do that, that's fine. It's just, it's going to take so long that basically we're going to cut back to you when it's time to do the experiment. So essentially you will be ready for it. Uh, Zach in Egan's body, I'm going to basically allow you to roll uh, without any disadvantage because you will have the time for Egan to kind of give you, you know, the, the general speech and let you know what's going on and things like that and then Zach and Egan's body you'll be able to activate it or it, it's the the substance is already created right yeah okay okay so it's it's already created but in the sense we'll say you know you're activating sure, it sure. or um, agitating it whatever this mm-hmm. this uh, secret that okay. it, Egan is going to bring um, you're gonna have to do something with it in order to get it started so you'll be rolling without any disadvantage on that <sighs> okay on one condition. I need you to use, I guess, your powers to just check on them, okay? Make sure they're okay. Make sure they don't fuck it up. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, want me to do that now, or, like... Let it percolate, you know? Like a bong. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, I can use the dark three, right? 
Yeah, that's a mark for the hunt move. You totally can. So that is a, an 11. So I kind of like put my, my fingers up to my temples and just kind of... <laughs> yeah, okay. So, Dr. Egan, as you're focusing in, you get a flash of the hive sans Zack, and you see that they're all getting ready in their darkest outfits uh, for this break-in, you know, hoods, any sort of masks that they have. And Brian looks at the group and he goes, everyone, do these uh, cargo pants make my ass look good? And they actually really do. <laughs> but after that, the vision kind of fades and you're looking back at uh, Zegan. Okay, and I, and I convey that to... to um... You let Brian in on it? No, he's terrible at stealth missions. Always leaving origamis behind. (laughs) He's got the lowest stealth roll. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine, fine, fine. Maybe check on them one more time. Sure. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Fine. Hey, I'm 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 your man or woman or whatever, bro. Whatever you say. <laughs> so on that, Zach and Egan in each other's bodies uh, head over to wherever Egan, you're going to lead him. So first you want to stop at the hazardous waste and some other stuff. So you'll kind of go over those rounds and then have enough time to run him through everything. Okay, so we're going to cut away from you for a little bit. But in that time, you'll have done everything you need to do to prepare for this uh, experiment evening. We're going to cut back to inside the society. So I'm going to call this Group A. Group A is hunting the pixies. Group B is going to be the experiment crew. So Group A uh, with Iris, Kane, and Evelyn, you have met with the chairman and Lucky inside. Oh, top of the morning to you. Morning, Lucky. Good morning. We have a little surprise, a little addition that we just bought for the mission tonight. Come take a look. Mm -hmm. And I pull out the rubber horse outfit. Kane, it goes lovely with your eyes. <laughs> you think I'm taking these aviators off while wearing this? I don't think so. <laughs> the chairman still looks exhausted and goes, Yes, Kane, that is wonderful. I'm so glad. Uh, I'm sure it will do its job. Is everyone ready for getting in? Do you have what you need? I yeah, I just so. yeah. gotta get changed. Um, I guess the last question I had was, do we know what we're going to use to... Um, like bribe it or or, or are we just going to kind of wing it in the moment I mean I'm fine with that do we have any magic that can kind of just force it back to the fey or is that too much Evelyn any sort of magic that Evelyn can do won't have much effect on a pixie since it's mostly from the fey and not locked in any sort of material world but I figure if Iris and I can manage to bind it, capture it somehow, depending on what we find there, if there is some sort of tear it's coming through, I bet you that there will be aspects of the Fey leaking in. We might be able to use some of that to our advantage, to rope them up, so to say. And then we have a lot of oh. bargaining power from there. Mm-hmm. That sounds Great. good. And, I mean, once you guys have it bound, I could use some of my magic to make sure that it can't cause any more damage while it's trapped. That you could do, Evelyn, very much so. I don't think you could banish it, no. but you could do a lot to it, for sure. Okay, great. So we have a plan. Well, I guess, King, go get changed, and we'll head to the psychology building. Sounds good. It's okay. It, it takes you some time to get changed. Yeah, lots of squeaking, <laughs> lots of grunts. He's like, the leather jacket did not prepare me for this. And he's trying to squeeze it. And he, he just barely squeezes the leather cap that's like skin tight to his head, over his head. But then for a moment, he looks in the mirror in his full horse self and he actually kind of strokes his mane all the way down to his tailbone. And he's like, oh, that's actually not bad. And he kind of does a little <laughs> finger guns and then throws on his aviators and walks out 
So, Kane, just to get a better idea as to what this costume looks like, the front two kind of arm sections have these collapsible <laughs> tripod legs that you can open up and walk on all fours like a horse, should you choose. <laughs> and then when you want, you can kind of bring them back in and uh, walk just normally. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, he, he kicks down, open the door from the bathroom and just, like, um, loads up the uh, two tripod <laughs> nay bitches and then gets on all fours and starts running around <laughs> oh my god every time he, he walks it's like clop 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 nay nay very conflicted right now with my feelings okay Iris um, focus please okay look mm -hmm. you can yes. like yes do whatever you want after but right now let's please focus on getting rid of this pixie right yep mm -hmm. that didn't sound very convincing Anybody want a free horse ride? So I figure I could run around like a horse, and if that doesn't work, then I bust out the pogo stick, and I pogo stick on the whoopee cushion as okay. a horse. I, 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 I can't think of anything funnier than that, honestly. If, if that all fails, then I don't know, I'll use the zappy thing and zap myself into the wall again. <laughs> like, okay. over and over. Sounds good. Yep. Mm -hmm. And she, like, goes and, like, strokes the mane of the, <laughs> the costume. It feels really soft. Um, yeah, oh. Evelyn's gonna go up to oh. Iris and kind of like put her hands on either side of her head to force Iris to look at Evelyn. Ow. She's like, Iris, please focus. Mm. Remember, pixie, then fun, I guess, if you consider that fun. Who can tame this wild beast? Kane, you're not helping right now. <laughs> it was rhetorical, nobody. <laughs> Okay, okay, yes, yes, right. You're, you're right, Evelyn. Um, let's let's go. Let's go to the psychology building. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So as the three of you plus Lucky head over, you do hear um the chairman kind of give another uh listen, I would love to come, but uh I I need to stay here. There's something I need to attend to, so best of luck and good evening. And he just turns around and walks away quiet. Oh, Lucky, is he okay? He's been a right old fucking arsehole lately. I don't know why. I haven't seen him like that before. No. I mean, he's always been pretty serious, but not like that. Not tired, though. No. Well, when we finish up with what we're doing, maybe we can come back here and just check in on him. Okay, Horstein, giddy up! And <laughs> she slaps Kate on the ass. <laughs> so as Iris slaps him on the ass, he goes, Oh, nay! And uh, I Iris, maybe uh, after you... Mm go for a ride um there's something you mm -hmm. wanted to talk about right or, or we could talk about it first and do the horse stuff after oh, um yeah oh you're right 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 secrets um yes um yes let's do it first because then i really want to spend most of the night with this and she like pets the mane again <laughs> okay we'll we'll talk when we get back here then <laughs> okay So the four of you get to the psychology building and um, it's a it's it's a Saturday. So it's completely fucking empty. Like even the door is locked when you go to open it up. Shit. Hmm. Anyone want to break in? Anyone good at that? Um, I could maybe try something. All right. Go for it. Because I could pop through the door, but that doesn't really help any of you. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so Evelyn's gonna uh, look at the yeah the door handle. Or is there a lock on it, or is it just one of those ones that with like with just like a keyhole? 
It seems to be like some sort of keyhole mechanism within the door. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she's going to look at the keyhole and kind of um, focus and uh, chant under her breath. And she wants to try to use Wither to like uh, dissolve the mechanisms within the lock to just open the door. Oh, that's badass. Yeah. Let's give, <laughs> let's give Wither a roll. <laughs> okay. That's a seven. Um, yeah, so it works, but it does me one harm. It has weird side effects or it triggers my darkest self. Um, so I'm going to say it has weird side effects. So you open the door and, uh, yeah, the, you, you kind of use it and the lock, you can kind of hear it almost like hissing. Some smoke is coming out of the hole as it seems to be melting. And you do hear the door kind of that latch let go. As soon as you walk in, though, the door shuts behind you, and the hissing and burning continues, and Evelyn, you turn behind and you realize that you've actually sodded the door shut. And oh. it is now, like, you have to break it really hard if you want to get out this way. Uh, that's not good. Sorry, guys. I didn't realize he was <laughs> oh. going to do that. I mean, it's okay. I'm sure there's another way out. I mean, Zach had all those blueprints, right? Yeah, I'm sure we could find another exit strategy. It's no sweat. Okay, well, um, I think if I remember any of Zach's blueprints, the, the boiler room should be that way. And she's like, I don't know if we know Eric, but I'm assuming we know exactly <laughs> where to go. So you kind of work your way down and uh, the, you know, the map is pretty accurate. There, there, there's a few slight changes, but nothing that you, that got in your way. You were able to follow kind of all the pipes and work your way through the building and you end up back in the very basement. So you probably go down about, there's probably about three or four basement floors in, in this building. You go right to the very bottom and at the very, very bottom of it, there is a long hallway with this kind of red light and it's glowing and you can see at this doorway at the back where all these pipes lead in dusty, half-rotted-away letters boiler room. And Iris, it smells. It smells like the Fae? Yeah, Lucky kind of... Do you, do you smell that, Iris? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it's definitely down here. It reminds me of home. Okay, um... So, should we go in first? Because we're the only ones that can see it, and then we'll call you when... When it's safe, or do we all just want to go in together? Well, it's still it's still a little bit light out, so I bet you it's not even home. Oh, so we can we can hide. Yeah, I, I think we might have our run of the place. Oh, nice! Okay. We might be able to surprise it. That's perfect, actually. I feel like one of us would have had something happen to us if it was here, don't you think? Yeah. We're surprisingly not bad lucked. <laughs> well, I guess let's go in and see what the situation is and find spots to hide. Yeah, I guess I'll kind of be just out in the middle, though, just getting ready to put on my show. You know, I'm almost sad nobody's around. I'm kind of starting to dig this outfit. And he does a little bit of a lunch stretch, and you hear the squeak Woo! of his legs. Iris, like, just stares. Iris, focus. Your tail waves in, <gasps> in the gentle air. I think we're starting to get the hang of this. Yep, yes, you are. Remember, <laughs> Iris, focus, please. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, mm -hmm. we can do this. I got a windmill. I got a windmill going. I got it. Look, 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 look. <gasps> oh, oh my God. Kane, Kane, um, maybe just, just, um, practice that in your head for a little bit. Right. Of course. Why not? Envision, then act. I told you, like, whatever mm. you want after we catch the pixie. Oh, yes, I will have whatever I want. Okay, yep, pixie. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Um, right. So, uh, okay. 
Do we see the nest, Eric? Like, what do we see when we go in? So, as soon as you open up the door, it seems like it hasn't been opened in some time, and you open it up, and a bunch of steam hits you in the face. Um, this might even be potentially from the steam rupturing that you read about, Iris. Mm. The steam hits you, and this, like, hot, humid fucking weather. Kane, you are not gonna like this, being oh, covered in leather. No. You are gonna get real sweaty, my friend. <laughs> and, like, you're, you're already starting to, like, get beads, actually. It's, it's that warm. And you step through and iris this seems like home evelyn and kane what you see is something very foreign you see that most of the room is covered in these like bright teal blue vines and they're kind of wrapped everywhere and there's these like little bits of fluff dust that are like falling around but they're all in multicolors blues and reds and purples and pinks kind of gently falling from the sky like this like snow but not exactly snow and and there's these plants that are in these odd shapes that you've never seen before and and all their veins kind of running through them are these beautiful multicolors and 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 almost like the air seems to have this this lightness to it you feel lighter in here than than you would um, normally on, on Earth. And you walk in and you see that this room is pretty large. It's a it's a large circular room with everything I was describing kind of all around it. You're walking on a metal graded floor and you can look down from that floor and see that it's about a 50 foot drop to the very, very concrete bottom of the actual floor. And there are uh, kind of what the vines are wrapping themselves around are all, all the, all the water tanks, all the boilers. They're all kind of getting embraced by these foreign uh, types of vegetation. Um, and the steam, like I said, is just so hot, but it's, it's circular. Um, some of the pipes have already been ruptured and stuff, but, and, and steam is coming out from them. So that's kind of what the general look is without looking around too much. This is really pretty. Iris, is this what it looks like where you come from all the time? Um, yeah. Yeah, it does. Oh my gosh. I mean, if (sighs) I was in a place like that, I don't know if I would ever want to leave it. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is making a lot of sense. Hmm. Well, when you've been somewhere for eighty years, it kind of changes things, and you just you still appreciate it. But it's you're nice eighty to be years old. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I mean, huh. the the Fey. We. I mean, I'm technically about your age in Fey years. Good. So good to know. I'm still very young. Wow. Lucky. How old are you? Oh, I lost count. Somewhere around eight hundred in this stupid planet's life cycle. I think the heat's getting to be a little bit of, I feel like a skin-tight aquarium already. And you see his face is just like sweat dripping down his chin and falling off through the grates below. Every time he like clops on the ground, it's like squish, squish. Do we, do we see anywhere, Eric, that seems like it's like where its little nest is? Roll plus dark for me. Okay. Ten. So because you have wings, do you want to kind of take flight, Iris, and give the yeah, room a better yeah, look yeah. over? Okay. Mm-hmm. So as you kind of fly to the top first and see where a lot of the vines have kind of crested at the top where their flowers are growing, trying to, you can actually see that there is um, what looks to be some sort of grate, uh, very, very thin, just a small little area, just enough for you to kind of look through that leads to the outside. And you can see that um, a moon is eventually going to be coming in tonight. It's going to be a beautiful kind of at the bottom crescent moon. And you can see it's already mm. kind of starting to form in the sky. The sun is still up though. 
Um, and as you kind of look around, you do find at the top of the boiler, you see like a little area where this thing has kind of piled a bunch of the vines together into a little bed. And uh, next to it, it's got a bunch of like people's credit cards, (laughs) car keys. You see like a few golden teeth in there and somebody's uh, final essay that it it seemed to have have stolen. (laughs) That sucks for that stupid. You, You pick up this scent and it becomes so powerful. Like, even within the fey, it smells like concentrated fey. Mm. And instead of up, you go down. And you go down past the graded floor to the very um, concrete bottom. And as the haze and the fog clears, you actually see that you're looking at what looks like a tear in reality. And oh. it's this kind of red-lined tear. And just right through the slit, you're looking into the fey. Mm. Iris's heart kind of like just does like a little flip-flop when she sees the Fae and she yells for uh, Lucky to come. He pops up into a mist of rainbow and gold. Oh, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, That'll do wow. it. I didn't think I'd see it this soon. <laughs> Don't go okay. true, Iris. You're in your human body. Remember, bad things will happen if you do that. Right. Yes, I, I won't. I won't go through. As tempting um, as it is to see home. It's beautiful, isn't it? And you see, like, there's got, like, four or five moons in the sky at this point, the Fae. Yeah. Yeah, it's really pretty. Hmm. Um. How did it get here? How in the bloody hell did it get here? I don't know, but do you know how to close it? (sighs) Give me some time. I'm going to need quite some time to examine this, but I figure if you can, if you can focus on, on... The pixie, give me, mm-hmm. give me the all clear when you need me to pop up and and and, and tie it up with you. But I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna focus on this and I'm gonna wait to hear your gecko because I need some t- I need to find the source of this magic and see if I can change it or at least get it t- to close back. Okay, Iris nods and then flies back up to the others and says, "Hey guys," and just explains everything that just uh, that she just saw. A literal tear in reality. Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah, you can literally see the Fae on the other side. So can't we just toss him through then? Can't it be as simple as that after we trap him? Just like drop Um, him down. But could it get back through unless we close it back up? I don't know. I mean, they're pretty tricky. It might find a way to come back. I mean, I think we have to make sure if it goes, it's it's not going to somehow find a way to get back out. I don't know. I feel like its nest is up there, so um, maybe that's where we should go. You guys hide up there and kind of wait for it to come back. You mean, or? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that's where it brings all of its stuff that it likes. There's a collection of so many things up there, so okay. that's probably where it's gonna go when it comes back. Okay. You uh, you let me know when it comes back, and I'll I'll start my my jests. So, okay. So it's just around seven o'clock now. So you're going to have to wait close to like four hours for this thing to oh sh- 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 oh surely appear. Oh, okay, no, then we're going we're gonna to just chill probably. So what yeah. I am going to say is, Kane, because you got to wait so long, I'm going to give you the condition exhausted. Oh. Um, okay. and, well, it's it, like it, it's more like dehydrated, but I'll say no, yeah, exhausted. Totally. So that means that for any physical thing, I'm going to give you minus one ongoing for okay. this because oh, God. Uh, you're going to be real fucking sweaty. Oh, um, <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Okie dokie. So as our kind of our, our camera pans through that small crack at the top of the boiler that leads outside, and you kind of see us fast tracking the night sky as it gets darker and the crescent moon 
um, the bottom crescent moon is fully seen as it kind of casts its pale light throughout the snowy campus. And on that, our camera is now going to jump back to Team B. <laughs> Yay! Team B. Okay, so um, so Egan and Egan and Zach, Zach's body and uh, Zach and Egan's body. Um, where are we at right now? Is this uh, like at the beginning of us going into the office, or or are we kind of well into this? You are well into this. And you have everything that you need. You are totally good. And Zach, you feel at least comfortable knowing what to do. Now you're staying outside the door. If you want to do anything, can I describe what I what what I told Zach though? Yeah. What I described to him is that we're gonna go over there with a um, a central like uh, brown glass test tube kind of thing, a little vial and uh, two clear liquids, and he's gonna combine them and then. Uh, I'm going to be there as Dr. Egan's research assistant, Zach, who's been working with him for a while. So uh, I've told him that at some point, I, I've kind of, you know, briefed him about meeting up with Mr. Albert Knott, who is a competitor on this blood research, like the universal donor blood research. And so uh, he's, I trained him how to kind of mix the, the, um, the liquids and like add it one after the other to this brown glass vial. And then um, he's going to ask me, the research assistant, to bring the radiation catalyst. So that's gonna be what, what he's gonna ask me to do. That's gonna be the thing that's gonna make it all work. Okay. I'm very interested to see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so I'm, I'm going to say that like you, you basically just re you kind of like grab him and you like rerun him down on everything that you just said. Radiation <laughs> catalyst, please. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and, and I had to like, you know, as he's kind of practicing the steps, I went into my other lab uh, for a little while to, um, to do something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say that while he was going over the notes, you had like a half an hour yeah, to sneak off perfect. into your lab and do something that we don't know. Yep. And you came back and you were like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And let's go. you, you headed over. So now you're in front of the anthropology building. It, however, is unlocked for you. Mm. And okay. you open up the door and you know that Albert Nock, uh was waiting for you at the, let's call it, it looks like a traditional um, surgery theater. Mm, okay. Mm, mm. You kind of make your way down. I assume that Egan, uh, Zach and Egan's body is is leading, and you're mm -hmm. both in your long white uh, coats, mm -hmm. ready to be proper biologists, <laughs> with gloves and everything like that, and, and uh, you're all ready to go, and you open up that door, and you see... You're, you, the door that you enter through from is at the top of the theater mm. and stairs lead down and standing at the bottom with a beautiful uh, setup of these like glass distilling this like massive you could only call it like a glass piece of equipment that just has so many different tubes connecting in the center you mm. see in a not a white lab coat but a crimson red lab coat <laughs> turns and, and you see now Zach and Egan's body, you've never seen this person before, but they have, he probably stands about six and a half feet tall with these like piercing, piercing red maroon eyes. Even as a vampire, you're mesmerized with how powerful his gaze is. And you just see two fangs sticking out from either side and he goes, good evening, Elizabeth. And as if you almost hear like a wisp, like a 
and he just appears right next to you, Egan and Zach's body, uh, as if from a, a cloud of smoke, and goes, And who is this? Hey, whoa, dude, how'd you do that? This is my research assistant. One moment, please. And Egan is going to um, look at Zach, and uh, with those bedroom eyes, and pretend to hypnotize him. <laughs> you are my research assistant. You will forget everything that has any notion of supernatural. Do you understand? At first, um, Egan doesn't, uh, in Zach's body, doesn't really realize what's going on, then then kind of clicks it. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I will forget <laughs> um, everything I supernatural that I have seen. Dr. Egan, roll manipulate an NPC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is a nine. A nine. Okay, so the mm. MC will tell you what it will take for the NPC to do what you want. Do that, mm. and they will. Abertnaut's eyes kind of narrow, and, and he gets really close to you, Egan and Zach's body, and, and kind of inhales and goes, How can we be sure that it will work? Prove that this insignificant human is in fact under your spell. Ooh, um, mm-hmm. absolutely. Ooh. Let me just get... You know what? Uh, so much middleman here. Um, Egan's gonna bite Zack on the neck. Just, oh, yeah. just take a little snack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Egan, in Zack's body, you feel like a pinch on the back of your neck as your body begins to feed on you. Oh. And you feel like <laughs> so the blood weird. kind of drain, and it stings, but it also feels like kind of hot <sighs> at the same time. It's very conflicting oh, feelings. Nice. And then when he pulls away, you kind of have to recoil a little bit. I'm going to give you the condition woozy. Okay. So for anything that requires concentration, I'm going to give you minus one on. Okay. Oh, wow. (laughs) There was probably a lot of marijuana in that system. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're lucky I don't give you the condition stone for me. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Abertalk slash Mr. Abertnot seems pretty convinced by that. And he kind of says, very well. And he kind of gestures towards the sky, and you see his um, his assistant, who has been there multiple times to meet you, Egan. Mm-hmm. And the assistant is, is at the very top with these, like, big, mad <laughs> professor goggles on. <laughs> and, and he goes, open the gate. Yes, master! As he, <laughs> he, he cranks this crank, and the skylight opens up, and you see the crescent moon shine down on this equipment. Mm-hmm. And Abertalk goes... The planetary alignment is just about ready. Let us go, Egan. We have much work to do. And Zach moves forward. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Zach, yeah Zach, and he kind of like looks at you. What? Uh, you have an eager assistant here, Doctor. Uh, yes, um, very eager. I think I might have taken a little bit too much blood from that fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no matter. I will begin my, some might call it a religious rite, some might call it a spell, but either way I shall channel the energies with the alignment into this. I need you to perform what you do, and by the time it's done, one of us will have to try it. There's only one way to know if it works. Hmm. Would you like to try it? You know what? Tell me once we're done. See how you feel. Great idea just looks like at Zach like what the fuck 
And Zach kind of like winks at, uh, woozily winks at, uh, Zach and Egan's body, yeah. So as you both take your positions to get ready for this ritual slash scientific experiment, Abertok holds out his hands, and the mm-hmm. language he begins muttering is known as High Vampiric. So it's up there with, like, ancient Mesopotamian and, like, Anunnakian as, you know, the world's oldest language. It is truly yeah. ancient. Would, would Egan um, know High Vampiric? Um, that's a good question. I would say that you okay. know very little high vampiric. You might have picked some up across the centuries, like very, very few words. But just with your backstory, Egan, you haven't really been hanging out with too many vampires in your backstory. You've been more of a loner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to say just the mm-hmm. few that you pick up are like, you know, harness this power, um, nature, please accept my offering. And you can tell that they're kind of, he's trying to invoke the power of the alignment and that enhanced energy. Oh man, Zach is gonna try and mm-hmm. fucking just listen for a couple of these beautiful keywords, cause this sounds metal as fuck! And he's gonna steal that for a song, you know it. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> That's awesome. So you hear him speak high vampiric and he's like, <laughs> Oh fuck yeah, that's fucking good. and as the rite begins and the moon lines up and with a final kind of okay here we go Dr. Egan's body and her assistant slash her real (laughs) self are about to go into a scientific and arcane experiment of a lifetime. And as the high vampiric swells and the scientific gadgetry begins to turn on, and we're about to see a collision of science and magic, our camera fades away. Hey there. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theater Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad, Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. 
Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.